Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish, joined once again through the miracle of computer phone with my buddy, John Burr. John, Hello, how are hi, you? Everyone. Hello, I hot, live John. still. It's, um, it's been a weird stretch for me. Yeah. So I went to, and we'll get into this a little bit more in my worst of the week. But I went to two basketball games because I love going to basketball games. I didn't know this. However, I didn't go to professional basketball games. Oh. Went to two college basketball games. They were both Tennessee games. First one was against Vanderbilt. We lost on our last second buzzer beater. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, shout out. Got to. Jerry Stackhouse coached his A off, too. <laughs> we got to acknowledge I think he fouled us five times in nine or ten seconds to win that game. Spiritual leader of the show. No, tell me briefly what happened in this game. I haven't seen any college basketball. I heard that Jerry Stackhouse uh, was a, a wizard, uh, a guy who'd been much criticized for his uh, coaching at Vanderbilt, but apparently uh, pulled out an upset with his coaching prowess. After Tennessee like gave up an open layup to try to kill more time, and by the way, the open layup clinches the game. Yeah. Jerry rightfully assumed, oh, I can foul these guys as many times as I want. They don't want to shoot it. We yeah. can extend this game. We can make as many possessions as possible. If we make our free throws and they miss theirs, we will win. Yeah. And Rick Barnes made no adjustments. And then we lost on a last second three-point shot. So I felt <laughs> like I had to make this up and made the sojourn to Knoxville. And we played Missouri, a team I was certain we win, and we lost on a last second shot. So wow. maybe I'll just never go to a sporting event again. But uh, this is an important part of my childhood right now. That what I'm going to say, and right. I got to bring it into the the modern age. I just got to say hashtag Memorial Magic. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Memorial Magic. I'll give it now. to you straight, man. I think it's the best home court advantage of all time. I yeah. when I go there, get like a parallax view, like vertigo just looking down on the court the vanderbilt basketball court if you don't know is it's a raised platform and the it's the basically the only 
imagine deal, playing imagine playing basketball in an aircraft carrier. All those it all is, those all those fears you have of falling into the ocean, they're all present. There was an NCAA basketball game for Super Nintendo that was very similar to this because there was basically no crowd or background. It was just a right. black background with a court isolated. You're basically playing on a Mortal Kombat. And um, the co- it's the I think it's the Kombat only stage. gym. Yeah, yeah, it's the only. You ever seen Bloodsport? They actually. I think the, it's the stage the, that Rihanna sings on at yes, halftime yeah, of the Super Bowl. The stage actually tilts like an inverted drawbridge on each end, so only <laughs> the center is flat. And the, um, the teams have to sit on the baseline because you can't be blocking the view. It's it's insanity. Like, and I, I really think it's it's very annoying in many ways because like you look around at the fans, not at at a Tennessee Vanderbilt game, it is just Tennessee fans. Yeah. But I I've been a Vanderbilt season ticket holder for a billion years, pretty much just for the Tennessee game and to sell the Kentucky ticket. Right. Uh, and, but you just look around and it's just all the dad like the evil dad from friday night lights like that's the entire fan base just like the guy who runs the town only there's somehow like a thousand of them (laughs) and then they have this court that feels like cheating and you're just like what's going on here this is white privilege it's also unair conditioned yeah (laughs) Um, there's no there's no uh, maybe they've changed that in the past 20 years when i was a kid i went to a bat i went to basketball camps there and it was so hot and it I, was would just say, like I would say I would say something changed court. around the Keith Byers era. It could it could yeah. So they pretty, uh, Derek Byers. Derek Byers, excuse me, Keith, Keith Byers, Byers, running back Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek Byers. So this is one of the funny things that was. I was still going to Vanderbilt basketball games back in the Derek Byers, uh, Shane Foster era. Derek Byers was a first round draft pick in the NBA, and and my wife who is not a basketball expert and not even that interested in basketball, um, she said about Derek Byers and his NBA prospects. Actually, I think Derek Byers follows me on Twitter. But anyway, uh, Derek Byers, she's like, that guy's going to the NBA? He can't dribble. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. I I think it's going to be tough. You stole your whole podcasting uh, style from your wife's uh, uh, Derek Byers analysis. Her uh, her pithy (laughs) observations were were, were right on. Uh, My late great-grandmother. I heard you say that about uh, Zyra Williams last night. Who said that uh, Jarnell Stokes seems too small and slow for the NBA. Yeah. Eh, She nailed it. And then, uh, yeah, uh, the wife said, uh, Derek Byers, he can't dribble because she thought it was hilarious on fast breaks. He he messed up a lot on fast breaks. He was a very, very good college player, but messed up a lot on fast breaks and she, she she remembered that um speaking of wives and partners it's valentine's day john are you are you equipped are you prepared have you passed into the stage of romance slash romance is dead where you don't have to do anything i'm so i am the pick your poison the michael jordan or lebron james of this whole thing oh. not married therefore have no anniversary <laughs> have successfully convinced my betrothed, who is kind of a pragmatic person to begin with, that uh, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, all these things are scams perpetuated on us by the card car people. So we do not right. celebrate Valentine's Day. We do, however, celebrate Valentine's Day specials ending at restaurants and them needing ah. to get rid of all the food. Yeah. So we do have dinner reservations tomorrow night. Oh, very at a well nice played. restaurant for half we without having to pay the prix fix uh, menu yeah. price. Yeah, uh, but they'll still have the same specials, and we'll still get that food. So that's pretty no, spectacular. We're not, uh, we yeah. don't. No, I now I do have a two year old. So right. Well, so what, it I was feel definitely like the, 
I feel like it the was kids definitely, is, yeah, kind of back in that regard. Well, the kids is is honestly, it's a welcome for me ex- excuse of like, oh, we just buy the kids candy, and then they're happy, and then that's our Valentine's that that we did, and everyone is uh, extremely pleased. Also, we just got done with like. We had a Super Bowl party because Super Bowl was Super Bowl late. That felt like a big to-do. And I was like, oh, Valentine's Day is Tuesday? We're not doing anything, right? Good. We're not doing anything. Perfect. By the way, um, John, for the Super Bowl party, you'll be mm-hmm. happy to know, I had to hide so many Legos. <laughs> I, I was worried about the children who were coming. Just so many families. Oh, I thought you were we, worried about the men seeing them. No, no, not grown-ups. I don't mind. I, don't, I, mean, I, I, will, I will share my collection. How many Legos are we talking here? billions no we, there's there's so many but like we'd have, we'd invited a bunch of people over because it had been the, you know we'd hadn't had one of these super bowl parties in a few years because the pandemic related fallout and just like yeah we can't get a bunch of kids together and whatever and so finally we're like hey we're bringing the super bowl party back um let's just invite a bunch of people surely they won't all say yes they all said yes we were yeah. like oh my goodness there's gonna be like 30 kids here uh-huh. and and i have a lot of a Lego set out behind me on YouTube. People can see just some of the, like the podcast area. Like I'm not hiding the podcast area, um, but uh, I definitely put some away. I definitely hid some in a room. I, my wife was like, you should maybe put do not touch on some, but I'm like, that was too embarrassing to me. That was too much. The literal president business from the Lego movie. Yeah. I don't know of, what your wife's. That's not even a real thing. I'm like, you can't put too do not touch. Cause then you're just, as, uh, means I was touch. like, first of all, the Lego collection is in your not, butt. Well, it's like it's not it's not nice enough to say that means do not touch. steel. Yeah, yeah. It's like if it, if it were like if it were Miles Turner's collection where it's worth thousand like tens of thousands of dollars or something. I feel like yours is like Miles then, Turner's then collection. Then you, I don't want to add up how much it costs. Um, but it uh, the, the the individual sets weren't nice enough to put do not touch. So I, I just basically I put as many as possible over in the podcast area and then had my children draw stay away signs that I taped to things. But um. Mm. It did turn out not everyone showed up. We got a couple of texts. Where, you like, need one of those like screens they put in dojos. You can shut. <laughs> right. Shunk. Right. I, um, no, or, I actually, like a metal door, like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you're just like, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I, 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 I put up uh, jump rope dividers. And, just build uh, a and, tiny and, and, house behind your house, my friend. That's what that's I know that's what you did. Um anyways, have you had a breakfast, John, before we get into the hot and heavy basketball Magaz. talk? Magaz donuts. Do they I have any there. special Valentine's specials? It was because I got up really early to get all of Goldie's Valentine's BS. Yeah. So I was like the first person at Magaz today, and all the donuts were like oozing hot. So I literally said to them, Can't believe these words came out of my mouth. What's the oldest donut you got? <laughs> they were yeah, like, "Well, you we found made out. these first. You, you found out a couple of weeks ago the the, the hot, hot and ready myth is not real, right. man. Needed to rest. You yeah. don't want donut pudding. You want a firm, finished donut. I mean, honestly, I think you've reached, you've graduated to a higher plane of donut consumer. I think you're referring when, when, to diabetes. But yes. No, but when you show up first thing, you're like, "Yeah, hey, you got any leftovers from yesterday?" <laughs> oh man, no, I, so I did have they were they asked me or they they looked at me crazy like are you trying to get free donuts like the leftovers I'm like no 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 today but you made them first <laughs> I want I want the ones that have set the most there's like a language barrier <laughs> thing there now too right 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 um so it's a it's a different experience but I've entered the phase of my life where like I can't move yeah because I eat at a place called oh I just said it. 
I'll I never it. tell anyone about I'll try this. To, I'll, 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 yes. I'll try. Uh, I'll, I'm going to make a note, but no promises. I have it's a, a long busy history <laughs> of places that I love becoming hipster hangouts. Yeah. And I've, I go to this place three or four times a week to eat breakfast. I know these people. Yeah. You know, I'm going to bring them Valentine's later. Yeah. Like, and then I know the people at McGaw's, so I can't move now. I'll have to. I can't reforge this. <laughs> you got to find all new, uh, yeah, all diners. New I can't find yeah. new diners and donuts places. Can't it's form over new for habits. Me. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my breakfast was. Um, I went and got an expensive donut. I can't break my habit. It was. Uh, How much was it? It was uh, this one donut. Cost four dollars and seventy five cents. That is a dozen McGaw's donuts. <laughs> I know it's a dozen donuts anywhere normal. <laughs> it's. It's in I, between I, my children's Keith, school promise, and my home. I get yeah. okay. You know, I promise like, Magaz is better than this place. <laughs> it's it, it's like it's on the way home. Yeah, the the no, half I, mile from my house to the or the mile from my house to the kids' yeah, school. I, I have just, to pass this place. I'm like, well, I'm just stepping here and gonna grab a thing. I'd just be I'd be dead if that if a good donut shop was between me and they know, I mean like we usually we order them online, so I just walk and pick them up, but they do know they do know me now for the pickup. They're There's nothing like, but like wig shops and convenience <laughs> stores that sell numbers on the way to my kids' daycare. So I'm okay. Yeah. We have a super fancy, expensive donut store uh, in between me and my kids' school. So that's you're going to go broke. You're going to be I, like, you I've know, been talking about it. How many people I know that like are like, man, I cut out, I stopped going to Starbucks for coffee and I have like a hundred thousand more dollars a year. You're going <laughs> right. to be that way. You're going to be that way with, with donuts. Well, I mean, the good thing is we stopped going out to eat. So it's like, I guess I just waste all my money on Lego and donut. Hmm. Um, anyways, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It's usually the first time we talk about basketball. John, what would you like to apologize to the listeners for? I had made a lot of fun of Matisse Tybel in years past. Yeah. And was sort of uh, celebrating his um, demise uh, this season. Uh, but I watched the first game on the Blazers and he seemed extremely useful and a terror. And uh, it was, you know, I'm enjoying the the uh, good, good move for both teams uh, uh, honeymoon era of the trades right now. Well, I mean, Matisse Tybel, as you know, just one of my prototypical players. Like I like him. Right. What is he? Mm-hmm. Terrible at shooting? Oh, mm-hmm. amazing. Get, 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 give me more of this. I it like was... I like that you have gone from like I like gritty defensive minded players to yep. I love terrible basketball players. Which I think <laughs> is beautiful. <laughs> well, I've always been there. I, I, still... I think that's a true, a true, a true NBA hipster. It's just like, you know what? I don't even like good players. I'm still surprised that Andrew Harrison (laughs) flamed out so quickly. Andrew Harrison had a huge game changing block in a playoff game for the, uh, for the Grizzlies. No, I like Matisse Tybel and I was disappointed that we never even got like the Melton Tybel minutes. The guys who were one and two in steel percentage last season, uh, we never got them to spread their wings and play together. And then you get Tybel going over to Portland. You're like, you know what? If he gets to play, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. And his Jeremy first Grant game, was he was out, available. Yeah. Jeremy Grant, he did get 28 minutes, protocol. 26 minutes. He, he started, he played, yeah. he, was amazing and i'm just like well this is that's matisse tybel he does the thing cam reddish um (laughs) what's also funny about this game darvin ham 
was like, yeah. Darvin Ham said what initially I'm like, that's loser talk. He was like, if you look at the expected field goal percentage of our opponent, our defense was amazing. And you're like, shut up, man, that's loser talk. Um, well, you're going to raise a banner. You won the expected field goal percentage. But then I watched all the Blazer shots they made, and I'm like, dang, man, that's crazy. Those, <laughs> <laughs> those shots were unbelievable. Like, how did they make so many? All the uh, Matisse so, Tybel pull up three I feel in transition. That way about the, I feel that way about the Celtics Grizzlies game we just watched. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't count. You guys made every shot. That's what they do. Yeah. That is the Celtics true. have that made over 50% of their three-pointers, I think, in their last five the home Celtics games. The Celtics lineups are so white now that my my dad, who's staying with us for the time being, yeah. was switching sides from the Grizzlies to the Celtics during the game. The Celtics had three white guys who made the same number of three-pointers as the, as the Grizzlies team. Yeah. Uh, Muscala, Sam Hauser, and Peyton what Pritchard is, combined what, for 12 threes. Acquire? Luke Kennard, if he's not going to just drain threes for the Celtics. I have Grizzlies fans are saying we got to play Luke Kennard more. He played 22 are, minutes dude. in his first nope. game, which would no, make him you. the most used sub in Taylor Jenkins history. He played, he played, I felt like I was being trolled. He played more than the Brandon Clark 19 minutes a game limit that yeah. Taylor Jenkins has set he in already, his first he already, game. He already played more than Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark was 78 from the field. In yeah, that Brandon game. Clark is like 70% shooting, like since like I, I Brandon Clark never misses for the season. Yeah. Brandon Clark, he's fourth in the NBA, I believe 68% from the field. Um, but no, they uh Kennard played 13 straight minutes in that in that second half. And I was like, I've seen this movie. I'm so I'm so scarred. Um, this movie is called uh this movie's called Grayson Allen. Um my my apology, John. <laughs> I mean, we're hardliners. We're uh, we're kind of extremists about our, our our Grizzlies and specific ways they do things. And uh, I would say you have. We I'd are say, less. I'd say you have. I'd say you are dogmatic. Okay. Yeah. Um. You and you you and me are are both less optimistic about just acquiring a bench shooter. Like, yes, we need shooting, but you can't pry that from Taylor Jenkins's hands. He won't take him out of the game. Um. Anyways, my I, and, and my friends who are Grizzlies fans, they they just keep. Whenever I complain about Kennard, they're like, hey, man, they have to guard him. They have to guard him. <laughs> Our other players, they don't even have to guard. And I, yeah. I'm always like, I, I, and I'm like, a, I don't really have it's a, a good off. argument I, I'm against a man, that argument. I'm a man who would prefer Matisse Tybel going 0 for 9 than Georges Niang going 5 for five or 8 or whatever. I'm broken. I'm broken in that way. Well, so, you, you, well I, I have preferences. You, you may, you're, okay. So you're not right. I know. And we're never going to go far in the playoffs this way. Yeah. But it is how we have achieved success thus far. Oh, for our offense specifically. Is, yeah. Our offense is putrid. Yeah. So if we don't play excellent defense, yeah. which I don't even know if we play excellent defense anymore without Adams. It's it's really weird. We're like down from like we're like we went from like first to tenth, and it feels like we're getting worse. Yeah. And and we and we, and and then our offense is is un, I think we're 27th without Adams on offense. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, but if we don't play defense, we're not going to do anything because we can't, we have no offense. Well, we can't, we can't, it's all about rebounding. That's the defense. You can't in the uh, possession. Anyways, let's get off the yeah. Grizzlies. Um, okay, my yeah, apology. I, I uh, for now. <laughs> I, I, I messed up some information in the aftermath of the trade deadline, which is not unusual. I mean, it's basically, info. basically expected with the, did you uh, Chris Haynes it or did you actually mess up? No, I, I it was just a mistake. Um, the pick swap in the, Eric Gordon, Danny Green, Luke Kennard, three-way trade. I'm like, why did the Clippers make out so easy? 
Um, I said that the Rockets were getting the better of Clippers Bucks pick next season. It's this season, apparently. I couldn't actually double check it. I looked on Real GM; it wasn't listed. But uh, apparently, they're moving up. The Rockets will be receiving like maybe the 18th, 19th, 20th pick instead of like the 28th, 29th, 30th pick. So, uh, apologies for getting that bit of information incorrect. I know you guys out there, you come to Fast Break Breakfast for accurate, unbiased data. And I, uh, I always feel bad when I mess that up. So that's, uh, that's my apology. Anyways, um, before we move to our Steak and Eggs Best thing, I want to tell you guys, if you don't know, this podcast is available on YouTube. Fast Break Breakfast is a video podcast. So is Grits and Grinds, my Grizzlies show. So go to YouTube, subscribe to the Fast Break Breakfast YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. Also... All Grizz all the time. Stay connected and follow at Mim Grizz and at Grind City Media across all social channels, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for breaking news, one-of-a-kind content, and all the perspectives you won't find anywhere else. All right, John, steak and eggs, best thing. We just spoke a few days ago, but what's the best thing you got? So I need your help with this one. Okay. Because I want my best thing to be laughing at the Warriors over the James my Wiseman. Best thing. Oh, okay. I guess, double best I, guess thing. I guess we'll have to double up here. My best thing is the James Wiseman uh, trade maneuvers of the Golden State Warriors. But what, what's what's your angle? So I want this to be my best thing, okay. but I don't quite understand what's happening. Okay. Um, I feel like there's so much maneuvering on both sides. So much uh, myth-making as far as who is the hero and who is the villain here. Like, what's going on with Gary Payton and the Blazers? Is a poison pill? Who's hurt? Who's not hurt? Gary says he's fine. They say... Someone I, took Toradol, but then someone did not take Toradol? Yeah, help help me. <laughs> what's um, happening here? I think it's not, it's not that confusing. Um, so, uh, a few things. All right, so here's what we know. Right. The Warriors were trading James Wiseman for one luxury tax payment reduction, trying to save some money, but also they wanted to bring in a defensive stopper. They wanted to bring back, back in Gary Payton, too. So related to this all, um, the Pistons are like, yeah, we want James Wiseman because we can't ever get enough center projects, specifically from the University of Memphis. The Pistons also send Sidiq Bay to the Hawks. The Hawks are like, we need Sidiq Bay. We should trade for him because we, for some reason, got rid of Kevin Herter in a cost-saving move. So we're going to trade a lot of second-round picks for Sidiq Bay. Now that we have Sidiq Bay, we have to shed some salary, so we're going to make another deal um, to dump salary. Meanwhile, the Blazers are like, you know what? Um, this guy's secretly hurt. What if we can turn him into some, uh, some, some second-round draft picks? So all this happens. And everyone wants this deal to happen. And then the and then the, the Warriors come out. And I've heard I've heard some things, some rumors of things. This is unsourced. This is <laughs> uns, you know, just this is just dudes talking. All right. Uh, in a in a little dude chat, um, there's some talk about like uh Joe Lakeup heard something and got upset and didn't check out that like, oh, we knew this. But then again, allegedly, r- rumors upon rumors, the um then Joe Lincoln reaches out maybe to a reporter and is like, hey, we got screwed here. We're, we're going to make a complaint. So I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the Warriors make a complaint about, hey, we didn't know 
Gary Payton 2 is not ready to play and he's actually more seriously hurt. Now, some of these details are kind of fun. So, um, Gary Payton 2's agent specifically said, my guy didn't receive Toradol's shots. Yeah. Leaving the door open. Yeah. There's other ways to get Toradol. There's a lot of ways to get Toradol. Yeah. So, um, the cream. <laughs> so, anyways, um, the league, you know, received this complaint from the Warriors, and I and this is the part I find just delightful. One, I mean, as a as a fan of chaos, so is I, the I league then like, okay, apart. we'll cancel the trade, and then the Warriors are like, wait, 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 exactly. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody saying that. Nobody saying that. <laughs> right, we'll just un- we'll just untie. I mean, like the Hawks are like, we're getting screwed bad if this gets undone. The Pistons are like, this stinks. We we traded away Sadiq Bay. He's coming back, and so uh, the league could be like, all right, fine, we'll undo the trade. And the Warriors are like, no, 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 no one's saying that. And so my favorite part is, this is from the Warriors, something I relate to deeply. This is them feeling slightly aggrieved and wanting it to be made right, and seeing what concession they can receive for oh, it yes. being made right. I, I mean, very Keith. It's very, this very, mean. this is very customer service, Keith, right here. This is extremely customer service, Keith. This is, I, I had this exact thing happen to me. I, I saw on Amazon once that this Lego set I wanted was available and it's a Lego set that was retiring and it was unavailable on many places. And I saw it on Amazon retiring. for a good price. Well, if you don't know, a Lego frequently to keep the demand high, to keep us junkies going insane, they they like they, they sell the product for a little while and they take it away. Like it's gone forever. Now it'll cost you two or three times more to track this down from some wholesaler or someone who who collects and flips these things. Um, you would, John, you're acting like I'm an, I'm I'm nuts. This is your thing. This is literally your. You have so many collectibles. You buy things and resell them for profit. Will will these Funko Funko pops behind me? Will those be your methadone right. to get off the Legos one day? You you have gotten me my fix. Yeah. I've you been your are dealer. One of the first people ever here, like, hey man, I just found this Lego sets, and I'm like, oh my god, get this that's one. Just that's just good. Uh, that's just good. Um, I was just keeping you. I'm the pusher man. You you. I mean, didn't you tell me that like when you were a kid? That you that your parents would, would would buy two Lego sets, one to play with, one to keep and resell. It so wasn't my parents. For, it was, oh, it was, was my yours? best friend's parents oh, who okay. would buy each kid of uh, uh, the Star Wars toy or the Lego toy or whatever, and then they would also buy one sealed and, and keep it. Yeah. And they sold all these toys, you know, forty years later for a small fortune. Right. So, yeah. anyways, I saw I saw this set on Amazon. And I purchased it. I was happy it was available. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to get this for like a good price. And then it shows up and the box is slightly damaged. This is the Warriors trading away James Wiseman. This is the Warriors <laughs> receiving Gary Payton too. They're like, hey, this box is slightly damaged. This is not exactly what is I want. Is this free? Yeah. So I, so I, <laughs> I reach out to Amazon and I'm like, hey, I ordered this thing and the box is damaged. And I've already looked. It's no longer available. It's sold yeah. out. I can't buy another one. And they're like, oh, so do you want to send it back and get a refund? No, no, no. I don't want a refund. I'm not, I'm not sending this back. I'm not giving Gary Payton 2 back. I don't want to take James Wiseman back. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not taking this back. What can you do for me? They're like, oh, I, I don't really want a refund. Um, is there anything else that can be done? They're like, what, if we, what if we give you uh, 20% off your order? Thank you very much. Yeah. So I've stumbled into this thing where you can just say you want to send something back, and they're just like, here's your money back. No, no. Don't if send you, it back. If you buy anything that is junk, 
If you buy anything that's junk, if it's yes. a kid, if it's a kid kids book, if it's yeah. a if it's a lightning cable, if it's anything yeah, that yeah. costs like under twelve dollars and is ubiquitous, like hey, you want that order? Uh, it'll be here in twenty minutes. You know, like yeah, like, so, like yeah. So I just start returning things all the time. Yeah. And just getting my money back. It's very so if you bad. Don't, if, if you don't know this, if you're like, hey, I bought this book, we already have it. I like to send it back. Amazon's like, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> like, it's not worth it to them to to bring a truck yeah. over or to, or to ship the item back to you. So you, yeah, no, that's that's definitely an Amazon hack. So this is just the Warriors being like, oh no, no, no let's make this happen. We're gonna make this deal happen. But what are you gonna give us? And I don't. Do you know? Have they resolved on what else they're getting? Like, what do they even want? Do they just want? So I've been confused by all this, but Some all I know is that amongst my NBA friends who are almost all West Coasters, and it's kind of evenly split between this, like, California teams guys and Portland teams guys, both sides of the thread are extremely vitriolic and then extremely self-righteous about it. Oh, yeah. And no one's giving an inch. Well, that's customer service mode. I know you got you, yeah. you got to maintain that high, that moral high ground. Like it's just amazing because like they believe completely opposing things about what has happened. Yeah, but no one is giving an inch. Like usually in this type of, it's it's become more of like an ideological religious debate than anything else because there's just like it's just good and evil, and no one will even like look at like well maybe there was something going on here and the team was doing that. There's nothing about it. it's like no. You uh, blazer people are scammers trying to give us a a, a drug right. addicted madman. And then on the <laughs> other side, it's like, no, there is nothing happening here. He was never a, he never was injected with Toradol. He's completely healthy, completely healthy. I and they're was... both just sending different twi- tweets from their like, yeah. you know, on the take. NBA beat writer Twitter accounts refuting each other. So and then and then you get like <laughs> sending videos of Gary Payton talking about it yeah. and like just praising the Blazers organization. But it's like he's talking like the Manchurian candidate. Well, I heard he's another like thing saying, that they're he's saying words to... that he's never said oh, in his life. Sure. It's I just, thought it, now they're alleging that maybe there was some funny business about the Larry Nance when he got traded as part of the Siege McCollum deal. It's all madness. I also thought it was funny, like if I'm putting the the Warriors injury report out. Um, like I think Gary Payton too was out last game with with core soreness. I would have come up with a more spectacular description. Injection, uh, injection fatigue. No, I, 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 I would have been like, yeah, yeah, Cata- catastrophic, catastrophic, uh, <laughs> all withdrawal, uh, uh, core damage. No, I, I just think the the Warriors are hoping to get maybe an extra second round pick, or mm. I don't know, I, I don't know. They what did the- give away five, so. I don't know what the league is going to do at all. They didn't even give away five. It's like they. It's yeah. like it's like you reselling your Funko Hawks. Pop, and then you yeah. use that money to buy your next Funko Pop. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just um, cycling through the habit. No, I love this. Uh, those were our. Uh, that was apparently our shared um, steak and eggs best it, it, thing. I just needed it hashed out, man. No, it's a, it's a good it's one. It's one Let's, of those uh, things where like I'm having a good time, but I don't yeah. know exactly why I'm having a good time, and now I can have an even better time armed with this information. Yeah, I, I know uh, you know how to um you're much more media literate than I am. I cannot find the information I require anymore. The internet doesn't work for me. It's a bunch of broken links. And unless I sign yeah, on to yeah. my unless I sign on, on my desktop, which is the only place I'm allowing Twitter to live anymore. Search engines are kind of weird. Yeah, yeah search engines aren't working are anymore. Yeah, it's I, I was it's trying really to go to messed the up that to find yeah. in the, the, the fastest way I know to find NBA injury reports is to go to Twitter. 
which is messed yeah. up. Like, why can't yeah. I just, if I Google the Hawks injury report, why won't it take me to the Hawks You'll end up on thesaurus.com. It's insane. Here, I'll do, I'll do a different steak and eggs. Here, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pivot away so our, our listeners make sure they get their full helping. Um, I'm loving how good Jalen Brunson is. Jalen Brunson has been on an absolute monster tear, but here's, here's, here's my twist. Here's my fast yeah. breakfast patented twist. My best part about how great Jalen Brunson is is Knicks fans doing this incredible job of going to war about Brunson being an all-star snub, but somehow doing it without ever mentioning Julius Randle. It's an amazing bit of fandom that they're like, we're a snub, we got to get this guy in the game. Who are you taking out? Not Julius Randle, I won't even say his name. Won't even say his name. Good job, Knicks fans. Well, is it because they'd have to, you, you, you know, they don't want to lose a guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I get it. Jalen Brunson should be in over Julius Randle. I mean, I get it. If, I know, if we, if we were wanting they're, Bain they're, in, they're say not, Bain, they're not say looking Bain at that. never hurts his toe. That's say right. Bain never hurts his toe. And we have a campaign. You know, yeah. we got to take out De'Aaron Fox. That, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're laser focused on Drew Holiday. They're like, Drew Holiday. Look at his stats. <laughs> wait, wait, what about what about Julius Randle? Who? Man, no. I gotta say, and I think uh, Josh Hart will back me up. I don't know if you've seen the footage of Josh Hart watching Jalen Brunson play for like the first time up close. Well, what Jalen about- Brun- Jalen Brunson live and in person is like say magnifique, like one what, of the great live not, basketball. Not just Matisse Tybal going from the Sixers to the Trailblazers and all of a sudden just draining threes. What about Josh Hart? who looked like he's spent his entire season being Mo Harkless protecting his three-point percentage bonus by not shooting any three-pointers. <laughs> he shows up on the Knicks. He dropped 27. The turns out the... Uh, Hart turns and out, Brunson scored almost 70 combined on Monday when night. Chuck Knobloch and Dale Murphy and all those baseball players got the yips, they should have just traded them. It, it cures the yips. Yeah, incredible I mean, It's stuff. the guy who would not shoot. Yeah. He stopped shooting threes. Um, anyways, so there, there, there's your full helping of steak and eggs. Now we can do the opposite of our steak and eggs, our cream of wheat. Worst thing. What's your cream of wheat, John? So I told you I went to a couple of basketball games this week. Yeah. I didn't even really consider going to an NBA game. Yeah. Because... I don't know if I'm even going to get to see, especially when I'm bringing other people, I don't know if I'm even going to get to see the players I want to see that now the, the, the resting and the schedule losses is, is so pregnant in my mind that it is affecting when I'm going to go to a game or if I'm going to go to a game. Yeah. This does not happen to me with any other spy. I I'm a fan of a bunch of sports and I go to a lot of sporting events. It's just an NBA problem. And it's it's highlighted. (laughs) Have you seen? Have you seen who the scheduled losses line up for the Celtics is tonight? No, I haven't actually. So they uh, they are, and this is an all resting people. Uh, Three of these injuries are somewhat legitimate, but Jalen, Jason, Smart, Brogdon, Danilo, Grant. Robert Williams, Derek White, all sitting. Think of all those poor Gallinari fans. Who are who 
Who are Gal- the Celtics even going to play? Those Gallinari. It's going to be it's going to be Peyton Pritchard, Mike Muscala, and Sam Hauser banging Could, eighteen three pointers combined. Couldn't they have at least kept? Couldn't they at least activate Gallinari to get a, a true there white are, knight lineup? I mean, this is this is also very li- furthermore. And let's be real. I am actually yeah. just angry that they didn't schedule this loss versus the Grizzlies. You can't. Why that was they Super Bowl that? Sunday, ABC. You can't rest your guys on ABC anymore. <laughs> what about LeBron James shutting it down? Poor guy. LeBron James got his record. He's like, I'm done. He basically had a party in the third quarter of that game with like drinks and stuff. They stopped the game to have a celebration. I he was hung over. I love that he was at the Super Bowl and was questionable. Like he's questionable for the next game. I'm not saying these guys shouldn't go to sporting events. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he shouldn't. If you have the the, the capability to go to the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl. But it but I can also be like, I can raise my eyebrow, but it's kind of funny. Like you have a game tomorrow. Um I guess it's not the same as a Vince Carter flying to his graduation the day of the game. Um, kind of, kind of hard there. I wonder what podcasts would have said about it back then. Um, like, do we need to stop fantasy basketball at the All Star break? Fantasy basketball is just messed up. Do we stop it at the All Star break? I'm serious. I don't know what you do. I mean, most leagues you want to be over by by mid April. I mean, by mid March, early March, you want your season to be over. But I'm, like, I'm doing an experiment in our league. Our yeah. our league uh, for our we have a Patreon only fast break breakfast listener league. Yeah. Um, we we stop uh, our we're in the playoffs now. Yeah, you're supposed to be. Yeah, we started playoffs last week. Yeah, but yeah. we've been in the playoffs for maybe yeah three. We've been in the playoffs for maybe three it's or four. It's a good weeks. idea. But all of fantasy basketball, fantasy basketball has always been hard because there's, right. you know, the schedules are always different and you have to count games. It's a, it's like a weird angle, but no longer. Now you're counting games. And if you want to be like hardcore, you have I to mean, look at your back to backs of your players and you'd be like, all right, so is Giannis only going to play two of these three games? Is, uh, you know, is DeRozan going to play two of these three? And last year's fantasy basketball championships were won by like OKC's G League team. Well, it's just yeah. This it's, year, it's going to be who who has Malachi Branham. <laughs> Malachi Branham. Last I mean, year, uh, just, Drew Eubanks was winning yeah. fantasy titles, <laughs> right? Because like the Blazers lost the last twenty six games, and they're like, man, this guy just just play every minute. No, fantasy basketball is super messed up, and I don't know what the option is. If it's just like, are you supposed to have deep IRs where you just keep slop uh, yeah. swapping guys in and out? No, and even scheduling travel is tough. I know the Grizzlies play the Warriors on a Saturday coming up soon. Um, I assume tickets are still available. 901-888 hoop. But I also look at that schedule and I'm like, wait a minute, the Grizzlies on the second night of a back to back. Are they yeah, gonna, who's playing? Why am I gonna playing? go? It's uh, it's it's tough when you don't live in that town specifically. If you're when yeah. you, when you're tra- you're like us, and you have we, to drive at least three hours to go to an NBA game. The Grizzlies um, are winning. The fans are coming out. They're going to be fine. But for me, for for a town, a guy who doesn't have a team, like because they're traditionally, I would like I can go to a Hawks game. I can go to a Grizzlies game. These are like my outings. Yeah, and it's not really on the table anymore. Yeah, um, uh, it's just not. It, 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 luckily, there was a perfect time where I found back to backs. Where I can guarantee by going to two games, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's their strategy. The back to backs on is unbeaten. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's, it's um, annoying and boring. It's a very your steak and eggs being an actual bad thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, your cream of wheat. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Being something is actually bad. Uh, I got confused. My, my, my cream of my cream of wheat. Kudos John, to me. Uh, kudos to you. My cream of wheat is. I mean, I guess it can be an actual bad thing. The bulls are depressing. The Bulls. Maybe the Bulls did nothing because they are in a deep, like seasonal they, depression. They, the Bulls, the Bulls in their last four games made fewer three pointers total than the Celtics did against the Grizzlies on Sunday. Soinks. The the Bulls are the first team 
in five seasons to only <laughs> make was this 26 threes over a five game span. It's been five years since any team made that, that few uh, from downtown in their past four games. Do you remember when I begged the pools not to tank? Well, they didn't have to tank. <laughs> oh, right now the, the magic are looking at those tankathon standings and magic are with like a two top seven picks right now. Thanks to the bulls. Um, the bulls in their last four are averaging 93 and a half points per game. That is the fewest points scored over a four game span uh, in the past two years in the NBA. They are, in the words of the fake 30 Rock movie, hard to watch. It is depressing watching the Bulls play, and there's no relief coming. They're not, I don't think, I mean, I guess technically they can still make a push. You still have, like, I mean, they're they're still ahead of the Pacers. Um, maybe the wizards will fall apart. Uh, I, I, I don't their know. Their schedule man. gets pretty grotesque too. I haven't even looked at their schedule. They're scoring. They've had, I believe three, their three lowest scoring games of the season have been in their last four games. Well, I think I it's think possible. The, the DeMar DeRozan, held them to 89. Yeah. Yeah. They scored 89 again the other night. Um, I think DeRozan's actually hurt right now. Um, that's uh, affecting things. You can tell that like Billy Donovan's just like scrambling with like, uh, Hey, let's just play Kobe white and Dragic with Levine. There's a and DeRozan. lot of, Maybe a lot we'll of score. weird Dragic no, we won't actually score. Um, no, the, the, the bulls are, are deeply, deeply depressing. Um, I'll say that's uh that's definitely my worst thing. Um, let's do a couple of listener questions, John. We'll get to the awards segment of the program. Also, do our kudos to me. But first, the croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Denver Drew asks, last season, Pat Bev made me laugh during games more than any player I've watched in any sport in my life. Kyle Anderson has tried valiantly to fill that void this season, but I still miss Pat Beverly's antics. Who are your own personal funny for on-court reasons players from your fandom? Well, I mean, this is your, isn't this your kudos to me moment? Don't you, don't you get tickled by Dylan Brooks antics? I am very tickled by Dylan's Brooks. Saying, I was going to try to like step outside of the Grizzlies comfort oh, zone sure. okay. a bit here, but I am indeed uh, tickled by Dylan Brooks's antics. Um, you know, whether it's like throwing a flying forearm to a guy laying on the ground for a loose ball. I almost punched Mike Conley, man. <laughs> just a beautiful nut tap. It really looked like he realized he was about to punch Mike Conley and, and held up. He almost like he was about the, uh, to drop the atomic elbow on that dude. And he was like, oh, it's Mike Conley. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Mike Conley. Everybody likes Mike Conley. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, but there's so many players who I like for purely like Tom shenanigans reasons. Like that's I, I now think he's pretty good. But I originally got into Jose Alvarado just because he did ridiculous schoolyard bully annoying people. But he does joyous things. Not that I'm saying yeah. that's not the proper answer. i I think of the Pat Beverly where uh the guy asking the question, a, a Timberwolves fan, but still like 
you know, he, he did silly antics that weren't always helpful. I loved Kyle Anderson as a Grizzlies fan, but also found some of his bad plays hilarious. Where he yes. would where he would hit the side of the of the backboard on a three point attempt that took him four seconds to load up and shoot. I mean, Tony Allen obviously. Tony Allen was one of the funniest hall, players like, of all time. Yeah, like one of the funniest for on court like, play. Wandering, you know, into like other teams is you know um, commercial in commercial celebrations, uh, just, just like incredibly mind blowing stuff. We both, because of our fandom, basically hate Jordan Poole. But are there right. people that are amused by his um, shot chucking, the the chuckery, the terrible uh, field goal attempts, and the poor percentage? And so like, there, he there has some heat so- checks that like uh, he'll airball some. You're like, why in the world? But then he, of course, makes some. So there are so many guys like that. Like, if we want to get into just funny chuckers, like there's nothing funnier than some of Russell Westbrook's stuff. But I was trying to think of guys like you know. Sam Cassell used to absolutely destroy me just with pulling faces. And I think a, a guy who just got moved, if you followed the Nuggets, Bones Highland, uh, some of the most hilarious reactions to fouls in the history of the game. What Or missed calls. You know, the one where he's uh, laying on the um, on the court and can't believe they missed a call. And he just turns into Wiley Coyote. I like, like the one... Um... Dennis Schroeder did that in a game recently with the Lakers before LeBron threw his full-blown tantrum over the missed foul call at the end of the game against the Celtics where uh, it was some national TV game where like Schroeder was like threw himself on the ground in despair yeah. and got teed up. <laughs> and I can't remember like Mike, like Mike Breen's like, that's not what, that shouldn't be a technical foul. And both Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy like, yeah. were in agreement. We're like, are you are you nuts? That that's definitely a technical fight. You can't throw a tantrum. You can't throw yourself on the ground in tantrum. Uh, so yeah, that, that's. But if we're just gonna do Grizzlies uh, players, I will say Stephen Adams by far, like is the funniest Grizzly. I will say Does Mason Plumley makes me game. laugh sometimes. Hmm. Mason Plumley uh, with with the something about he seems self aware sometimes that his shots are gonna be funny, um, but he still he still does it. Oh, by the way, going back to Bones, we have to acknowledge the Bones, um, Jamal Murray slander. Jamal Murray. Oh, that should have been my best, actually. Yeah. We had a, we had a chance to double down on some Wiseman-esque madness, uh, just uh, schadenfreude everywhere. But yeah, that yeah. stuff's great. So Did you Bones, see the interview where he won't even say Jamal Murray's name? No, he was saying like he was, they were like, what's it? I can't remember the exact setup, but like, what's it like, you know, going from, uh, Jokic and Murray to now you're playing with these great players and Kawhi and Paul George. And he's like, yeah, yeah. there's, there's two great players on the Clippers and Kawhi and Paul George. And, one, the, yeah. and the Nuggets have one great player in Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Damn. It's so good. They wanted that guy out there. Uh, I can't so wait. I, I'm into it. I can't wait for the, for the, for them to play each other. Also, what do you think about, um, although Jamal Murray will probably sit for a schedule. Yeah. yeah the, Jamal Murray set out. Um, yeah. uh, he's out for the uh, Nuggets right now. Um, uh, injury report says, uh, got roasted by bones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what do you think? This is the unrelated to the, the, the croissant question. What do you think about the Nuggets now that we have the buyout market happen where they essentially traded bones Highland, for Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson. Seems like nice, uh, good business. A guy you're going to kick off the team anyways for two <laughs> guys. Uh, I mean, Bones Island kind of just is Reggie Jackson. 
They got skinny Reggie Jackson. There yeah. you go. <laughs> they, that, I didn't they have know Reggie Jackson, um, Reggie Jackson has a, is from Colorado, like a huge Colorado connection. So that's a cool homecoming story. And again, he's a vibes guy. He's a vibesman. A true yeah, they vibesman. just traded like a guy yeah. who didn't get along with the team for like a guy who is famous for being a good locker room presence. Although oh. Thomas Bryant just demanded a trade out of what seems like a good situation. Thomas Bryant is so, a good offensive knows? player. And yeah, him, yeah. T- him taking over the DeAndre Jordan role, uh, I feel like the Nuggets definitely leveled up. Yeah, um, I, we, we threw out some people we, we were entertained by. Uh, what, what's another question there, John? Gil asks, if moved, best landing spot for Ben Simmons, and why is it the Grizzlies? <laughs> well, forget the Grizzlies, but kudos, kudos <laughs> to Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, just for burying him. Ben Simmons. Yeah. I know the new look Nets that I'm super excited about, along with every other podcast, are their own two, but they've buried Ben Simmons. I gotta say, Nick's over, over Nets was like the easiest slock of the year for me betting wise. Just like, man, everybody's excited about this. Jalen Brunson is gonna eat their soul. <laughs> yeah, I do, and I really, I, I really like, the, I really like what the Nets have, and I think they're gonna be fine this season even, but uh, where should Ben Simmons go? It's uh, I think the idea of somewhere with no expectations, somewhere where he can play. Like I thought, I thought him going to the Hornets made a ton of sense. Although the Hornets, Gordon Hayward won't miss. Uh, The Hornets are reborn kind of exciting now with their, we just play these five guys, 40 minutes. They won't even play James Booknight who I stashed in our negative fantasy league thinking he's going to get PT at some point, right? At the end of the season. Nope. They're just going to keep playing uh, PJ Washington and Gordon Hayward uh, like 40 minutes a game. And I feel like Charlotte would be a, a good spot where like they don't have anyone ahead of him in the rotation. They could what play about, him at four or five. What about Washington where you don't really have a point guard? I don't know. I mean, like Monte Morris is fine. And actually, honestly, the Monte Morris plus DeLon Wright, the the Mon, Mon, Monlon Morite uh, is a pretty, I feel like a pretty, pretty solid. Um, Could murder the jazz vibes where like, it's like Jordan certainly. Clarkson running point right now. <laughs> is there I mean, a point guard on the jazz roster besides Russell Westbrook? I right now <laughs> don't, don't, don't even have a clear um, idea of, of the exact 10 man rotation of the Pelicans, but I've always thought a Zion... Oh. Ben Simmons front court seemed fun. Yeah, just have Ben always pass to Zion, and then Zion on defensive possessions can go stand in the corner. Yeah, um, but they they have they have so many they've got so many Larry Nances and also just Herb Jones and Jonas and all the all the things there. I mean, he wouldn't. I'm trying to think of teams that are in the lottery. He wouldn't make sense on like the Magic. I mean, who was the guy on the Pelicans who was awesome briefly, but was it Trey Murphy? Yeah, Trey Murphy. I was like, Trey Murphy's that's going to be an all star. And now I don't hear about him anymore. Yeah, Trey, Trey Murphy's still good. He's still, they got, they got stuff going on. Um, I, here's how broken I am. Whenever I watch the Pelicans, the only thing I ever find myself thinking, besides CJ McCollum's uh, uh, slash fiction that I write in my head on the Grizzlies, is uh, man, Najee Marshall's awesome. They have so many guys, so they, so they probably don't need. I mean, they've yeah. been losing like crazy. Uh, they stopped the yes, bleeding they, a, a little bit. Um, more on that in a second, actually. Um, their, but, their problems seem, I hate to say it, it seems big man related. You know, if Ben Simmons were a, were a buyout guy, if he were a, a Will Barton. When um, Ben Simmons is a buyout guy. When mean. Ben Simmons is a buyout guy. If he, if he were a buyout guy this year, honestly, sons. Oh, like, God. 
back up, back up four or five on the Suns. I mean, he could kind of be poor man's like what Michael Bridges did for them. Yeah, like a worse version of that. I like your pronunciation of Mikhail. Um, All right, I'm getting getting weirder by the minute. You're you're fine. I'm just so glad I'm I'm past Zaire Smith and back into saying Zaire Williams after oh, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the landing spot is for Ben Simmons. I mean, teams that have light front courts. I mean, like, could he be a backup? Take all the Rashawn Holmes minutes for the Kings. I don't know what to do with Ben Simmons. I part of me hopes another next year, another year removed from all the. I mean, it was like disc problems in his back, like you know, another year removed. Um, I mean, back problems famously known for healing. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, not lingering <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's that's a that's pretty rough. Um, I do not know. Uh, I don't. Think, I like how the only way to get rid of back back problems is to be incredibly thin and not play sports anymore. <laughs> yeah um anyways uh those were some listener submitted questions if you want your questions answered on air you have to become a patreon supporter do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast you can join the pickle pick them by the way prizes should go out but you got to invoice me if you win pickle <laughs> pick them you got to tell me <laughs> I know my, I don't even know who won in January. There's a, there's John. a new sheriff in town. There's a new sheriff in town. When you need your prize shirt, you send me a message <laughs> and I'll send you a shirt. Kid, <laughs> I guess I'm supposed to chase down who wins these things. But anyways, we have a month. We have a monthly contest of picking the games against the spread. Allegedly, you get a free T-shirt. Um, you just got to tell me about it. And I'll, uh, I'll, send, I'll send you a T-shirt. Also, of course, join the Slack where we talk about everything around the clock and uh, get your we questions had a guy answered go on 20 air. and 2 recently. No way. 20 and 2. As, um, picking against the to, spread? That's incredible. Came to the watch party. It's a Rockets guy. He had oh. trouted. He had trouted. Trouted means you miss every game. Miss he went every... 0 and 12, followed up with a 20 and 2 run. We just call legendary. That, we call that aggressing to the mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, patreon.com, support the show. Patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. It is now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stack House of Pancakes Award, given to the worst performance in a box score. We have a few honorable mentions. Alec Burks, one for 10. Kill Hayes, one for 10. Jaden Ivey, three for 15. Yes, those are all Pistons. We have three three for 16s, which have all been relegated to honorable mentions, not nominees. It's kind of the they can't punish us all corollary. Um... Three, three for 16s. Those belong to Cam Thomas, Michael Porter Jr., and Jason Tatum. We call those uh, Stone Colds. Why? Yeah. yeah. Also, Jason Tatum, of course, shut down by Dylan Brooks uh, in that game. And then uh, Clay Thompson, five for 21. Those are our honorable mentions, our three nominees over the past week. So, yeah, John? On the shutdown by Dylan Brooks thing, because we both watched that game. Yeah. They they switch they got every switch they wanted every time. I feel like Dylan guarded him like six times. I can't I can't um accept this argument. I don't I don't <laughs> okay. know what you're talking about. Okay, I don't. I didn't see I mean, that. That's it, that's wild, man. Huh? I said that's wild, man. 
No, you just, no. That's not what you saw. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they're trying to get switches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Individual I mean, just, defense is not just one on one. They're doing right, stuff. Right, right. Dylan I mean, is just, very good at fighting over screens. It's one of his strengths. I think it's his. I think it is his strength. But yeah. it, it wasn't it, that game. It what? That's not what, what we did. It was just like it was just like all right. He's gonna get who he wants. Oh, he missed. That's a. That, that's also <laughs> a rare Chris's game. I didn't rewatch because it was oh. Super Bowl party time. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. it was one of the weirder ones of the, of the year, honestly. It, it, it might bear a rewatch just because you're going to be like, who's leading the scoring in this game? And you're going to be like, what? <laughs> Sam yeah. Hauser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Derek White, player of the week. What? Yeah. Um, like tw- yeah. Derek White is on a tear. He had 23 and 10 against the Grizzlies. Anyways, let's list off the nominees. Last week's International Stockhouse of Pancakes nominees. DeAndre Hunter. And a loss to the Pelicans was over nine. Nice little over. He had two points, four like rebounds, it. one assist, one steal, one turnover, four personal fouls. Jalen Green and a loss to the Sixers. Six for 20, but 29 points. I mean, a, tr- a true what? Stackhouse. It's, if it's, it's as yes. if Stackhouse... Came down from heaven and walked among what us. What a week for Jerry. What a week for Jerry. Jalen Green, six for 20, but 29 points. And then Kill Hayes in a He's win against back. the Spurs. Kill Hayes is back. My negative fantasy team thanks him, applauds him. Killian Hayes is back. Posting back to back one for 10s and one for 11s. And this one, where his nominated performance. One for 11 in that win against the Spurs, four points, four rebounds, six assists, one steal, three turnovers, four personal fouls. So DeAndre Hunter, 0 for 9, two points, four rebounds. Jalen Green, 6 for 20, 29 points. Killian Hayes, 1 for 11, four points, six assists. Jeez. Something it's about really the, hard. the spectacularness of of the 29 points and the 20, the six for 20 calls to me. But I think, I, I think I otherwise think, I would go with Killian Hayes. I think it's the six for 20. I think it embodies Jerry Stackhouse so well that, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, congratulations. This is, this is a man who never made any shots and should have had multiple scoring titles. Uh, so congratulations, Jalen Green, on winning this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. By the way, John, I'll look this up. Jalen Green is the twentieth, the twenty-fifth player in NBA history to score at least twenty-nine points with a thirty percent or worse field goal percentage. And I found this very <laughs> remarkable. Jerry Stackhouse only did it once. I would wow. have guessed Jerry had a handful. You you want to take a stab at any of the guys who had the most games in NBA history? Uh, players who have done this multiple times, where they scored at least twenty-nine points. Dinklage, and their field goal Peter percentage Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, was thirty percent or worse. A solo game of scones performance for John Burr. Um, I think you can get some of these. I'll say Allen Iverson. Yes, five times. Allen um, Iverson definitely. I think I would have got Kobe. F- Kobe only twice. I would have assumed it was fifteen. Okay, but that is that, that still does count though. That is correct. Kobe did it twice, and it, this is funny because what I was looking up the bad shooting stretch that Dylan Brooks was on. Like, this is the worst shooting stretch of over 15 games. Like, I was coming across all these Kobe stretches from late years Kobe, where it's like, wow. He shot 28% over a 20-game span. But, uh, yeah, Kobe, too. Uh, uh, Iverson did it five times. I think there's one more that, uh, for me, was screaming to me, but... Uh, 
Um, let's do Gilbert Arenas. That's a good guess. It's a good ah. guess. Uh, the guy who's done it the most, who's done it eight times, is still active, Russell. still playing. Russell Not Westbrook. Russell. So Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook somehow never done this. Um, or he's never done wow. it. More than, he's never done it more than once. Let me see if I have the whole thing pulled up. Uh, no, I do not. No longer have that uh, stat head window open. Uh, James Harden's done it eight times. Oh yeah, all he's, in the playoffs. He, he's done it by far. <laughs> Actually, these are only regular season ones. Um, oh, then he's done it like sixteen times. So James Harden eight, <laughs> Allen Iverson five, Dominique Wilkins did it three times, and then. Those are the only guys to do it more than three, and then McGrady twice, Kobe twice, DeMarcus Cousins twice, Damian Lillard twice. Anyways, uh, kudos to me, John. This is a segment inspired by Dylan Brooks. Um, kudos to me. What's something that you feel you should be commended for? So, um, I called, uh, I mean, I hate to be, you know, braggadocious, but... It's kudos I to me, John. You're supposed called- to be. I called the Mike Muscala impact player. Um, you really best trade of the deadline. You really did. Um, you know, just going to go ahead and brush my shoulders off with that one. Nice work. Husky Mike looks like a perfect fit in Boston. Amazing. Already decimating teams uh, as as mighty as the Memphis Grizzlies. So, kudos to me. There was one trade deadline move that I feel like was was scoffed at by a lot of people. A lot of people said this isn't going to mean anything. He's not even. This is not even about who's Luke, playing. Luke Kennard. And I, no, 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 no. I actually, after we did our post trade deadline stuff, I listened to several other prominent NBA podcasts that I enjoy. And uh, the general consensus was this is just a cost cutting measure. This means nothing. As far as I know, I'm the only person who complimented this move for the on court impact this season. And that's the Pelicans trading for Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson, in his first game with the Pelicans, got five steals, two blocks, three assists, played over 30 minutes, and the Pelicans won a huge game against the Thunder. Josh Richardson looking great on the Pelicans. Kudos Go to Vols. me. Go Vols. Kudos to you. Go Vols. Um, par fadeaway. John, what thing are you looking forward to? Keith, tell them when our next playback it will uh, be. You know what? We're going to do on Wednesday night the second half of Luke Kennard versus the Utah Jazz. We'll be doing a playback over at playback.tv slash breakfast for the second half of Grizzlies Jazz. That will be roughly 8 p.m. Central, give or take. So come over to our playback room. I might also do it for the Rising Stars Challenge. I have, not, I have not cleared that. With my Valentine. Junior Lofton. Junior Lofton going to be there. Um, I'm going to definitely not watch the celebrity game. I have I just s- hope that the guy snubbed. from Ed is still on there. Once again, the Arcade Fire guy doesn't get a comeback because of political no. statements. No. Yeah. You got to respect that live mic. You got to keep it vanilla. Um, he got canceled. He got canceled. <laughs> um, so probably on Friday, but definitely Wednesday night, Jazz Grizzlies come over to our playback room. Uh Here's one thing I'm looking forward to, John. Okay. Um, The last game that every team plays before the All-Star break sometimes are insane. Very squirrely, weird things happen. And so I definitely will be looking forward uh, to that and see what madness occurs. No, I'm just saying like, oh, this team lost by 50? Or this team lost by... Like, I I don't know if it's better to be on the road or at playing a home game, but like a lot of these dudes are packed. They their suitcases are in the car. I am looking forward to it. I feel like the three point contest is like relatively star studded this oh, year. Do, do, do you want to do want to handicap it? 
We have uh, we have the three points. Okay, shootout yeah, I do contestant. want to do that. Here, John, I do here want are, to do that. All, for really, the listeners, really badly. <laughs> here are the contestants: Jason Tatum, Kevin Herter, Damian Lillard, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Anthony Simons, and Lowry Markinen. Of course, with the home court advantage, Lowry. Uh, who who are your favorites here? Mm, can you give this to me one more time? Jason Tatum, Kevin okay. Herter. Damian Lillard, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Anthony Simons, Lowry Markkinen. I will do. I like Tatum because of his like very effortless stroke. I believe Tatum has the worst three point percentage of all these people. Just fun fact. Well done. Kudos to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean that 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 shouldn't be part of your analysis. I don't believe for the right, contest. Right, I right. was just throwing that bit of data out for the listener. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do Tatum. Um, I do, uh, I would love it if my least favorite player in the league, Buddy Heald won though. I think, I think I would put co-favorites as Buddy, also Damian Lillard, and I think Larry Markkinen. Something about the, I feel like they're always talking about the guys who don't have themselves. Yeah. No, the the guys that don't have the big jump, who aren't leapers, who are more standstill. Yeah, the set shooters. The set shooters, thank you. Yeah, the the, the legs don't wear out as much. Isn't that Um, Tatum or is his problem the opposite that he jumps? I feel like he jumps some. But obviously, I think think you're right. I I think I actually said the guy that I should like the least. But I try to do it based off of the uh, effortlessness of their stroke. Because yeah. if you recall, no, Larry Bird just looked incredible. like he was flicking a booger off of his hand yeah. uh, and was putting no effort into it. And it's all based off of that. Um, that's, But, I, I mean, that's a, a really fun lineup, I think. It is a really fun lineup. Um, no, I mean, also I, I notable... would love for a Dame time to also include some uh, three-point championships. I think that yeah. would be cool. I mean, also, um, there's the uh, fun fact that no one in the top 10 in three-point percentage in the NBA is involved this year. Um, well, you know, Luke Kennard's very busy. He is busy learning the Grizzlies playbook. Um, um, yeah, uh, here's another uh, par fadeaway, by the way. It should be mentioned. I'm looking forward to um, uh, what Dwayne Dedman will do. Chuck's bit of sabotage absolutely completed. Not only did he c- complete the mission by getting Dwayne Dedman off of the Miami Heat, he got him to another Eastern Conference playoff team. Kudos to Chuck for that bit of <laughs> of, of team building. Uh, it definitely seems like a terrible idea for the Sixers. All right, like, is, mean, it just, Sixers is this doing? just a, hey, what can you tell us about Miami's inner circle? Ah, it must be. Because you know they struggle with they struggle with Miami. This must be that must be the call. They just they just need to know Pat Riley's nap schedule. Also, by the way, um, I can close with this. I meant to mention this during the Josh Richardson kudos to me segment. Um, uh, Josh Richardson, you may not know this, he uh, he was one of many NBA players of the week to get traded during trade deadline week. <laughs> I was, in fact, going to uh, offer up the world's hardest game of scones ever, which oh, was God. going, which was going to be uh, name every player who got traded trade deadline week, who has won in player of the week, who's won a player of the week award. I would award. have gone into a fugue state and then just started naming things off the wall behind you, like verbal kit and usual suspects. I would just yeah, been yeah. like, so, Sosko, Rabraka. Uh, Mario so, and Luigi, Zach Randolph, 
Uh, here, here, here are the obvious ones. I'll go from uh, most obvious to least obvious. Like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Okay. They got moved. Charles, Charles Barkley. Russell Westbrook got traded. We don't know where he's going to end up still. Russell Westbrook won lots of them. I Josh think he's going Richardson, back to Billy Donovan, baby. Josh Richardson did win one. He got traded. Sadiq Sina- Bay, B. Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay is what made me think of this yeah. uh, activity. Because <laughs> yeah. Sadiq Bay, the famous, uh, in light of Derek White winning player of the week this week, reminded me that Sadiq Bay got traded finally after the James Wiseman deal was allowed to go through. Sadiq Bay, of course, won player of the week for the Eastern Conference. In a week, he averaged 16 points per game yeah. off the bench. The strangest player of the week award of all time. Uh, we, he need got a, we need a stackhouse awards for Sadiq Bay. That's that, just that. Uh, John. Wall, of course, uh, got traded. Here's some other ones. George Conley? Hill. Conley? Mike Conley. Yes, Mike Conley won it. George Hill returning to the Pacers. Yes, and I believe the only one we haven't mentioned is Spencer Dinwiddie. He oh, also yeah. won a player of the week. So that's, I believe, and again, I manually I don't think through. that's the, I honestly don't think that was that hard of a game of scones. I don't, maybe not. Maybe you maybe yeah. you, you could have excelled at it. But all those guys were one-time NBA players of the week who moved at the trade deadline. Anyways, you just think of washed guys. <laughs> uh, lots and lots of washed guys. Anyways, if you're in the Memphis area, I hope you know about it by now. Lizzo is bringing the special <laughs> tour to FedEx Forum with that Special Lotto. For April 26th, on April 26th, for a concert at the FedEx Forum, tickets are still available at the FedEx Forum box office or at Ticketmaster.com. If you want to support our show, do that at Patreon.com slash Breakfast. Don't miss the playback watch party on Wednesday night. Don't miss the next in-person, real live watch party. We'll be at Noble's Beer Hall after the All-Star break for the Grizzlies' first game. It'll be against the Philadelphia 76ers. That's Thursday, February 23rd at 6.30 p.m. Hopefully, we will see you there. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, no apologize for being TNT. Fab break break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.